A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Original. Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The Aftermath. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this very special Aftermath. Today, we're speaking with guest expert Professor Stam Zervanos. Dr. Zervanos is a professor emeritus of biology at Penn State University. He is the author of over 30 research publications and is currently working on the adaptation and evolution of hibernation in woodchucks. Let's hear what he has to say about Groundhog's Day. Hello, Dr. Zervanos. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, happy for asking me. Enjoy Groundhog Day. So, actually, could you start off by giving us a little background on your work with groundhogs? When was your interest sparked? Well, it really started uh, a long time ago when I was a graduate student and I had a research scholarship to uh, work with a professor that was studying groundhogs. But um, I didn't really pick up on my own personal research until about 15 years ago. So, what is a groundhog. Uh, can you give our listeners a, a general idea? And could you give us an overview on the animal? <laughs> okay. A groundhog is really a, a marmot. There are, there are maybe around six species in, in northern United States. And marmots are part of the rodent group. So that's where they come from. And uh, the marmots are hibernators. And I'm interested in, in how 
hibernation works and uh, what is the uh, evolutionary relationship to other mammals. Been looking at that aspect for the last, as I said, 15 years or so. Are, are they indigenous to the United States? And if, if so, what part? Groundhogs, um, this particular species of marmot is found from um, along the eastern United States, up into Canada, and all the way down into um, Georgia. So it's a wide spread. Oh, wow. So wide terrain. Could you um, talk to us about the groundhog's hibernation process? How long do they hibernate for? How do they prepare for this process? They start, I'm talking about my study site in Pennsylvania, because it varies depending on uh, what part of the country you're talking about. But uh, they start hibernating in late October, early November. They stay in their burrows hibernating until about uh, this time of year, actually. They terminate hibernation in early March. But when we talk about hibernation, what we're talking about is an animal that um, is actually going through several cycles of waking up and going back uh, in the hibernation, maybe as many as 12, 15 times. But one of the times when they do wake up, they come out of their burrow. And for our part of the country, my study site, the average time they come out of their burrow for the first time is uh, February 4th. So they're out, they're getting ready to come out. And that's part of the history of how we got Groundhog Day. I see. And, you know, I, I was reading something about how uh, the, the, uh, the, they're hibernating, uh, they're, they're, what they burrow, um, it's, it's a, actually pretty extensive their little homes that they make for themselves. <laughs> yeah, that, that, depending on how old the burrow is, because uh, they use it. They use the same burrow year after year. Oh. In fact, when they uh, when they die or pass away, another groundhog will come in and take over because it's already made. It's like a home already made, and so the burrow systems become very uh, complex. There's several openings to get out. They have a chamber for waste for. Uh, their bathroom, I would say. Uh-huh. And they have a chamber that they hibernate in. And uh, it's a unique adaptation. I'm just fascinated by how they do it. <laughs> what What is their, um, why do they hibernate? What is the point of hibernation? <laughs> I know these are very basic questions, but I just want to make sure we all understand them. Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, they hibernate <laughs> in order to survive the winter. There's no food uh, for them in the winter. So what they do is they spend most of the summer gaining weight, adding a lot of fat, and then they uh, go into hibernation and use that fat to survive the winter. So it's a, it's a survival tactic to get through a very harsh period in their life cycle. So let's talk about Groundhog's Day. Oh. Um, <laughs> how, uh, how has the groundhog been roped into this tradition? Well, um, you really have to go back to um, Europe, in uh, Northern Europe, before Christianity came. Uh, this is during the Roman time, actually. They celebrated the call Imbolog Day, uh, which celebrated the middle point between the uh, winter solstice and the spring equinox. This is the midpoint in the winter period. 
uh, and it was celebrated. And the tradition came from that, that if um, a hedgehog uh, or maybe another animal, depending on where you were, uh, saw its shadow, that meant that it, we would have six more weeks uh, of harsh winter. And that was translated into another celebration when Northern Europe became Christianized. And that was a celebration of Candlemas Day, which was the celebration of the purification of the Virgin Mary. Oh. And during that time, uh, which was actually <clears throat> February 2nd, candles were blessed and handed out to the parishioners and they lit them and put them in the window. And the tradition about uh, the hedgehog continued even into the uh, Christian period in Germany in particular. So uh, on Candemas Day, if, if a hedgehog saw its shadow, six more weeks of harsh winter. And when the Germans came to the United States, they settled uh, <clears throat> primarily in southeastern Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania Dutch country, um, which is Pennsylvania German country, actually. Uh, and guess what? <laughs> On February 2nd, groundhogs are coming out. Looks like a uh, hedgehog, so they carried that tradition to the groundhog. Uh, so if a groundhog saw a shadow on February 2nd, again, six more weeks of harsh winter, it didn't become nationalized or a big holiday nationally as it is today until the um, probably the late 1800s, 1880s, when a, um, a newspaper publisher and a congressman from guess where, Poxitani, uh, <coughs> Uh, celebrated, uh, created this, this character, uh, Poxitani Phil, and they celebrated on February 2nd in order to get uh, visitors, tourists to come to Poxitani. And it became a big holiday and it spread through the country from that. Now, based on your expertise, how would you think a groundhog would react to these circumstances, being watched, you know, cameras everywhere. We've got, you know, government officials waiting for their exit. <laughs> well, um, um, groundhogs can be domesticated. Um, I, I know a few people that have contacted me and told me that they uh, found a small groundhog and raised it, and it's somewhat domesticated. Uh, a wild groundhog you couldn't even touch. Um, so Poxitani Phil, and I'm sure there's been several of them, is uh, a domesticated groundhog that can be handled. It, apparently it lives in um, the uh, library, in a section of the library in Poxitani. <laughs> it is, you know, basically fed and, and, and domesticated and, and uh, is easier to handle. And, and then on, you know, a few days before Groundhog Day, he's taken up to What's the, uh, what's the hill called? I forget, anyway. And it comes out, you know, then he goes back to the library. Uh, <laughs> so he chooses to hibernate in, uh, in, uh, uh, with his books. Yeah, I'm not sure he even hibernates, but um, <laughs> uh, because it's too warm in the library to, to do that. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, 
it, it, it's a big it's a big show. I mean, it's it's people get excited about it, and <clears throat> one of these days I'm going to go up and take a look. Yeah. Um, what what is the lifespan of a groundhog, and uh, what are the common causes of death? Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, you know, in, in our area, in our study area, we have uh, fox and uh, coyotes, uh, and we have uh, eagles, and uh, predation is probably the major uh, problem for them. Old age, well, if they were allowed to live, I would say it's probably five or six years. But hmm. In the wild, it's probably more closer to three, maybe three and a half years. It's a relatively short lived down. Yeah, so we were, uh, and on our show, we were specifically discussing um, the incident that happened uh, when the mayor of New York City dropped the groundhog during Groundhog Day. And, uh, you know, a week later, it ended up dying. Yeah. If a groundhog were to be dropped, is it possible that they could die from this fall a week later, not just right away? It's probably possible. Um, I, I would imagine that it probably had a, some sort of injury uh, from being dropped. Yeah, I, I would imagine it's, it's uh, probably a head injury of some kind, maybe a hemorrhage. Mm -hmm. But it's possible, yes. So is there something that we haven't covered yet that you think we should know about groundhogs? Well, why are they coming out now? <laughs> oh, yes, please. Why aren't they? Yeah. Well, they're, they're, um, it, it's a long, well, I won't, I'll, I'll shorten the story. They actually come out now to get ready for mating. For them to survive uh, in their environment, uh, they have to mate at a very precise time in order for the young to gain enough weight to survive the following winter. And if they're born too early, there's not enough food for them to even make it through the early stages. So what happens is this time of year, February, first week in February, within a, a 10 day period. But first of all, let me go back and just say that they're solitary animals. The females live in their own burrows. Uh, the males live in their own burrow and they don't see each other since the last time they mated. So I call this the kiss and make up period. <laughs> so around February, uh, early February, they come out, the males start to uh, establish their territories and then start going around trying to find out where the females are because he hasn't seen them for a year. And uh, the females come out at this time of year also. And they don't have cell phones to call each other. They just, <laughs> they just come out really. So it's a very precise uh, biological timing, a biological rhythm. So they're out, both out, females uh, are sitting around in their burrows and coming out. The males go around trying to find them, basically kiss and make up. <laughs> he goes up. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, I have pictures, but not them kissing. The, um, they, um, he goes out and then goes to another burrow to see what the if the female is still there. So he finds out exactly where each female is, and the females get stimulated to get their reproductive system going so that um, come the first week in March, now they all go back to hibernate until Mar the beginning of March. He comes out, and within a week to 10 days, he mates with all the females that he knows are there. So they need to do this 
now, this time of year in February, in order to speed up the process of mating. And um, the um, young are born the first week in April, and they're weaned uh, mid-May when all the food is available. And they still have enough time to gain weight. So it's a, process, it's a matter of timing and precision uh, in order to survive in their particular habitat. That's fascinating. So it turns out they're coming out in February because they got to set those dates. They got to get those dates in the books. Yep. They got to <laughs> they gotta find out who they are. <laughs> so <laughs> do, you, do you think that observing groundhogs every year is the m- most accurate way to determine whether or not we're going to have more winter. Is there another animal that we should consider for this process? Uh, actually, it's, it's not. Uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, if you look at the history of Groundhog Day and what it predicted, it's it's only it's not even fifty fifty. It's something like thirty <clears throat> percent. Other animals, um, you know, there are migrating animals that are probably better. Uh, I'm thinking about snow geese in our area that come through. Uh, at a a particular time uh, and they're going up north so they I think they're better predictors predictors of the uh, winter as you know the weather's hard to predict more than a day (laughs) so yeah that's probably a a better predictor some of the migrating birds in particular well okay we're going to have to consider that we're going to have to talk to some people about that Dr. Zervanos, thank you so much for joining us today and, you know, helping us learn more about Groundhogs and Groundhogs Day. Appreciate it. Had fun. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. And fact-checker Chris Smith. Hi. Well, I learned a lot about groundhogs and Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. They're marmots. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't. I d- now I do. I, now I do. Uh, I didn't realize they were rodents. I mean, I knew we talked about it, sort of. Yeah, we talked yes. about it. <laughs> I, it didn't, that part didn't click for me. They're, they also build their own bathrooms, which I always find impressive. We have to do some construction on our bathroom, and I'm incapable of doing that work. So you know what I thought was funny was that when like if a groundhog dies, another one just like comes and take over, which like if that was real life for humans, like if you guys died, I could just come and live, live in your house. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's what happens. Who cares about your family? <laughs> it's mine now. I found it first. Well, they are solitary animals, as mm-hmm. he said. So they, it's all single living, you know? So once someone dies, it's not like, I right. guess. They have no one to leave it to. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they have wills. Kind of makes me remember like Rebecca brings this up sometimes is that you know how uh the uh, your oh, your grandma and grandpa used to sleep in separate beds. Rebecca's been yeah. trying to push that for a long time on our relationship. <laughs> she wants to and she was actually thinking about two separate rooms mm-hmm. and if even getting an apartment mm-hmm. far away. Yeah. Um, That's very um royalty like the crown of you to have your own separate chambers. <laughs> separate chambers. That's right. Yes. That's yes. where she got the idea. She was like, oh, that's such a good idea. From the crown. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> supported by I guess the groundhogs behavior. are living that life. Yes. <laughs> the life of royals. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I was uh, struck by how that aspect of the groundhog is very similar to the, our real estate market. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you got to get that big one. You know, mm-hmm. you know, they've been <laughs> that's generational, generational mm-hmm. wealth. You know, well, and it's kind of like you never know what you're going to find in a particular burrow because it's all underground. So how great when you like crawl into a particular burrow and it's really expansive and you're like, oh, a lot of groundhogs have died here. This is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so many things to discuss. Yep. Um, what, how about what struck how about, you? Um, this is what struck me that I thought, I mean, it always sneaks in, but uh, how he was saying how Paxitani Phil, Poxit, am I saying that right? Paxitani, I Poxitani believe. Paxitani Phil was started by a congressman and a journalist in Pennsylvania as like basically a tourism stunt, which oh, yeah. makes me think like, is capitalism to blame? Oh, man. Sure. Always. It always always It's always in. there somewhere on the like periphery. If not in the forefront, it's there. It is unbelievable. Totally. I also thought, uh, you know, he he hearkened back to Northern Europe and uh, Imblog Day, I believe it was called, and Candlemas Day. Uh So these are rooted in... uh, uh, Christianity? Well, well, the Candlemas is rooted in Christianity, and Imblog is, I think, a pagan. Um, Okay. uh, Religion? But anyway, what was I going to say? Okay, so to me, (laughs) what you could kind of... You could put a lot of things up on the board based on that. You could put the Virgin Mary because she was involved in Candlemas Day. It's sort of <laughs> celebrating her. You could put the Irish. You could put the Irish Gaelic culture. You could put. But well, what they I were thought German, was, weren't I, they? The the uh, the ones who started. 
um yeah i guess northern europe and and the hedgehog was the original animal that they were keeping Mm. a track of by Mm -hmm. the way so you could have put the hedgehog up on the board however what i came out (laughs) with was we should probably blame winter itself because people get so cold they just want it to be over so soon and they look for these stories of what we can do to give us a little bit of hope during this cold ass time so also possibly seasonal depression Interesting. Ooh. You know, so like you're saying if Earth was one giant tropical island, if that was the climate <laughs> over all of Earth, yeah. we wouldn't have these winter concerns. Winter worries, we'll call them. Winter worries. Well, and then winter careful stories. what you wish for. Am I right? Global it's true. Warming. We're headed that way. <laughs> <laughs> we ha- it's a different type of worry. <laughs> but yeah, th- so so anyway, maybe seasonal depression could have been up on there just as a, as a way of saying, you know, humans are so... Yeah, they get so bummed out about winter that they're just like, they're looking for anything to give them a little bit of glimmer of hope. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah, you're right. And I, I'm seeing here that you wrote down tourism because it was yeah. started as a reason for them to come to the town, which of course is capitalism like you were we were saying. But right. it's a tour, the tourism industry. Um, mm. You know, sometimes towns are like, We've got the biggest, uh, you know, <laughs> dinosaur sewing replica. machine. Yeah. <laughs> Come mm-hmm. see the biggest sewing machine in the world. Right. And you're like, do we need a big sewing machine? We don't. But yeah, you go, you take it. It's an Instagrammable moment. And right. That's, that's important these days. And you know what? That that was like the 1800s version of an Instagrammable uh, moment because, you know, they got their their face in the papers. You know, mm. I guess, I guess it's so. all about publicity. We're obsessed with publicity. We're obsessed <laughs> with status. Know. If someone's talking about it, we're like, what's it about? Well, I want to hear about it. We want to be talked about. That's just human nature. Mm-hmm. We want to know that everyone is talking about us right now. And then we get depressed when <laughs> it's over. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they're talking about the next thing. And we just we got to feed that. You know, once you get a little taste of of that publicity you're like you gotta get back <laughs> speaking of uh, uh i guess publicity um and the spotlight something that occurred to me was very interesting how poxitani feel basically they're domesticated didn't realize that the animals that we're seeing are like not just like straight out of the wild animals yeah and right. that he lives he hibernates quote unquote in a library and i thought this is the perfect setup for like a pixar or disney movie what like are we Phil doing in his oh, library oh, right. Oh you know, my he's God. domesticated. He lives in the library like that. He spends his whole winter there. He's lonely, but he's trying to branch out like this could be a good. <laughs> he's an Disney avid movie. reader. Yeah, he's yeah. an avid reader. But every year he's got to pretend to be a normal groundhog. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's got to show up for his fans and it's hard. And his, co- his cousins are rats. And there's a group of rats who sh- try and show him the, the way of the street, how to live out <laughs> on the street, survive. All, all he wants is to get out of the library. Um, okay, we'll start working on that. Uh, we'll call Hollywood I, and uh, see what we can do. Rebecca, we wrote the same thing at the same time, which is that when he was talking about why the groundhogs come out at all, I it know. was it was to planner. They're good planners. They're good planners. They have to have mm-hmm. sex. They have to uh, get pregnant quick. And yeah. So that their babies have enough time to feed, so that they can have enough fat to survive the winter. So they're planners. I love ground i think i'm a groundhog i think i'm (laughs) i'm a groundhog (laughs) you're a planner (laughs) everything's practical but like the fact that they're like it's not just like okay it's time for me to uh you know mate 
got to get out there and just mate. No, they go out there first, scope out the, the local, situation. the mm-hmm. local mm-hmm. females and uh, then put it in the books. They're like, OK, I'm coming back to you. I'm coming back to you. <laughs> And then they go <laughs> rest. They get <laughs> no, they go back. No, that's not how I understood. Y- yes, it. they go in and hibernate for a little bit more, oh, yeah. and no, then they come out. I gotta again. re-listen. I gotta re-listen because I'm pretty sure that they they do the mating in that first week of February. No, no. Otherwise, why would they come out the, to scope out the situation to refamiliarize themselves to be like, hey, like to be friendly again. Yes. Also, to I guess the females have to stimulate the reproductive process. So like they have to get it going and, but it's not going to be ready right away. <laughs> that's what I, mm-hmm. that's how I understood it. Okay. Well. Um, also interesting that they are kind of opposite of us where, um, you know, they are really fattening up in the summer so that they can get through the winter and we're <laughs> like, we're fattening up in the winter so that we can then shed it all for the summer in our beach body. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're all doing. <laughs> <laughs> so winter is their beach body moment. That's right. Oh my god. Um so many things, yes. Uh the kissing and make uh, makeup period, uh that I think that's what he called it where it's yeah. like, "Sorry I haven't talked to you for a year." But <laughs> <laughs> It's like that text you get. It's like, "Yo, you up?" you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, is this still like, your number? Excuse me. <laughs> uh, we we haven't been single in about that's right, two that's decades, right. so uh. <laughs> we don't know how that works. Um, but uh, so lots, a lot of uh, things that we we learned about the groundhog. Yeah, did um, it adjust your? Uh, did it change your your verdict at all? So remind us, Clayton. What did we end up sending to the alarmist jail and uh, what did we end up slapping? Because it was a contentious, you know, we we had a hard time. We did have a hard time, but what we ultimately decided on was we gave the big slap to humans getting handsy, if you recall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we sent to jail two perpetrators we sent the staten island zoo and mayor bill de blasio guess mm. <laughs> because for, for the big drop i mean when you think about this debacle and then you have a conversation with a like well-informed professional. and articulate <laughs> yeah. professional about you know what a groundhog is really like out there in the wild you realize how man-made and freak show-ish a this kind of i guess maybe like just the new york version we don't know how other people in other towns like what do they do in punxsutawney like is it the same thing uh but apparently they do it up on the hill Mm -hmm. right i guess i guess just we just have to judge it based on this one weird sort of circus event that happened in new york well it all evolved right so you know it started it's you know it came from europe it's been evolving to this yeah it's to this moment right I, when i look at our verdict i just think it we're sort of ju- we're sort we're not really getting into the the historicity of it well i feel like it had a practical uh purpose at some point right mhm mhm which then when it came here they continued to do until that one town started 
to, you know, commercialize it essentially. It made yeah. it a an event, right? Whether it's right. I, I think, you know, you could say it's boredom, you know, the winter boredom, or mm-hmm. you could say that it was a publicity stunt by this town. Or it could be like misplaced hope or boredom, whatever you want to call it, because I thought it was interesting when he was like, yeah, I mean, migrating snow geese would probably be a more accurate indicator of whether or not we have more winter, but this is the tradition. So it's like Mm. we've stuck to it. Well, maybe we should have sent to the alarm or at least slapped instead of humans getting handsy, which why are we getting handsy? But perhaps we should have at least mentioned our like uh, hard headedness, um, our inability to like stop traditions, even when they're they don't make sense anymore. Mm. Like it's not even a practical tradition. We're just doing it like. Well, I will say. Tradition in and of itself, Mm -hmm. I think it's a really lovely thing. Sure. Yes, right? good, it's good. good I mean, point. it's important. It's for, it helps with the passage of time. There's you're able to reflect and look back on previous said, said tradition. But I agree. It's like the subject. Maybe it's like there are some traditions like, you know, hanging the Confederate flag off of your home. That's like, OK, that's a tradition that maybe can die out. <laughs> Do we need but that? <laughs> tradition itself, I think, can be a really positive thing depending on the subject matter. So. Mm. Mm. But case this is by one, case tradition. Yeah, this is one that um, I guess we can continue to do, but perhaps it's not the. Not only is it not accurate, so it's so I guess we're just doing it for fun. But also, don't grab don't grab a groundhog while you're doing it. Mm. So Maybe. handsy, so humans getting handsy. I guess yeah, we we stick to it then. <laughs> stick to it. <laughs> well, well, allow the tradition. Humans getting handsy was the big slap, though, right? Or was that the de- 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 that was big slap? Uh, that jail was a big slap. Is, slap. Uh, jail is Staten Island yeah, Zoo and de Blasio. The actual the actual hands mm-hmm. went to the Should jail. Should we reverse that? Or hmm. that's a that's a, we could re- reverse that. What do you think? I mean. I'm not opposed. You know, humans getting handsy stand like like when I think of a zoo or I think of a mayor, I think of a lot of other things. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and, and and so it just seems like humans getting handsy is sort of a stand-in for more like yeah, like Clayton was saying some traditions are good. I think this tradition is fine and innocuous until you start to put your hands on and yeah. take, take this take your hands marmot off it. out of its natural environment for your own kind of like mm-hmm. tourism draw or like media um, draw. So, yeah. so, and that sort of humans getting handsy to me is, is <laughs> that's, that's a stand in <laughs> for that kind of behavior, which, you know, happens quite a it's bit. True. It's very specific to this. It makes me think tradition. of petting zoos too, you know, another, why are we always getting handsy with animals? <laughs> why why do we got to touch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's the it's our first instinct as babies, right? You like want to touch it and you want to eat it. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I so. think I I I I take your point and I think I'm going to change the verdict. Mm-hmm. Okay. H- humans getting handsy. You're going to the alarmist jail. So Again, we who do we need to speak to to uh, get these geese, you know, to change the holiday into 
Look, snow geese day. If you're mm, we need a journalist out. and we need a congressman from mm-hmm. somewhere. Okay. 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 Well, just one. <laughs> but if you're, if uh, just a, just a, just to say this, if you're going to switch from a groundhog to a geese, a goose, yeah. you might as well jump over to homo sapiens and like it's, it's called a weatherman or weather woman. <laughs> Those are the people who are actually going to be able to more accurately predict I mean, th- well, what's but wrong with other man like, has to put on the show then he needs to give us a little bit of entertainment once a year <laughs> That's good. to make yeah. it more exciting. <laughs> it can't just be his regular weather talk because we're we trying get to get a- through the winter, yeah. right? This is like midwinter. Everyone's depressed. We've already mm-hmm. heard the latest. It's going to snow again. Do you know how exciting it could be if we're just like, hey, guys, it looks like the snow geese are coming in. Uh, I d- Was that a snow Snow goose? <laughs> mm-hmm. Is goose. that what I hear? Uh, uh, oh my God. And then like everyone is like, it's almost like a shooting star or, uh, uh, you know, when those comets go by earth and everyone stays up and, mm. you know, it could be or fun. Sa- or Santa Claus. Yeah. Santa Claus. Something about tracking it could be so much more fun than just like waiting for it to come out and seeing, you know, what the groundhog does. Mm-hmm. What, about all the, what about the rest of us though, who don't live in winter like this is really for one segment of the population. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, exactly. So they care more and, and we could be following it in the news. Be like uh, first snow geese sighting in Pennsylvania on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. Could be fun. Something to consider. Um, but thank you to Dr. Servanos for his expertise and uh, for, you know, spending time with us and mm-hmm. answering all of our pretty simple questions that perhaps we don't really know. We pretend to know all the time, uh, and we actually don't. Um, and before we go, Clayton, how are we doing with reviews? Have we gotten, uh, you know, anything? Is anybody anything? saying anything out there about uh, is, us? Is there anything? We need people to be talking about us. We're always chasing that high. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. What? She's addicted. <laughs> um, Did you get no, the new serious? iPhone? Seriously, uh, our reviews and uh, our uh, subscriptions and, uh, uh, you know, ratings really, really help us keep the show going. It's all we have. <laughs> um, I can guess there is a new review that I haven't fully uh, proofread. So hopefully there's nothing scary in here, but it's from <laughs> uh, Lin, Linai M. A History Lover's Delight. Five stars. I'm a lifelong lover of history, got the undergrad degree to boot, and I'm particularly drawn to lesser-known stories. This podcast delivers on that front in an entertaining and not-at-all-stuffy way. Mm. I enjoy that there's a variety of topics covered, from the serious Chernobyl or the Tulsa Massacre to the not-quite-so-serious Game of Thrones finale and the movie Cats. (laughs) The guest experts help to explore every facet of the topic to get a more complete picture. Thank you. Aw, well, that's, that's nice. nice. That's good. That's good. And <sighs> again, not so stuffy. We know what that's code for. <laughs> <laughs> I like when they find new ways of saying that. Right. That they're- should be our challenge to our listeners. Find really clever ways to say they're simple, but they're fun. <laughs> you know what? The alarmists. They're just like us. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank it's, you so much. We really appreciate it. It's but like seriously. my six-year-old brother <laughs> runs up to me and starts telling me about a historical disaster. <laughs> no. Oh. Um. 
but seriously thank you so much and uh tune in next week we are going to be discussing the beheading of saint valentine Erios. Powered by ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.